Today we're going to revisit a um, piece that I wrote back several years ago. I wrote this little piece of writing in response to, um, it's the first little short story that I wrote. It's a true story. Um, and uh, with kind of a mythical element. And um, I wrote it because it, out of a, a um, response to a writing prompt, um, the writing prompt was, why do you write? And um, I was kind of surprised the direction that it took. It took me back to when I was a kid, remembering trips I took with my parents, hiking up into the woods with my father. Um, and a strange experience that I had one day. To this day, I actually can't even remember the experience. I just remember remembering it. It was there kind of vividly for years. And um, because of the kind of mythical element to it, um, and the, the, the strange thing that always would pop up in my memory, I wondered if I had dreamt the experience and I thought that it was a memory or if I'd really experienced it. I know that I, I had experiences like this with my father, but this particular experience stood out because of the way that it ended. And um, without further ado, I'll, I'll uh, play that recording. This is a rec I recorded it a few years back and put it on the YouTube channel. And this is, um, I've drummed it back up and we're gonna listen to it again. So, hope you enjoy. My father was a rambler and loved new and beautiful places. He also struggled to make a living, so we moved a lot. Life growing up was always about the journey, since the destinations were often disenchanting. One of Dad and Mom's favorite pastimes were road tours. We were poor, so we could rarely afford to stay the night unless my rich cousins were visiting and footed the bill. But we took long drives and explored all sorts of interesting places close to home, wherever home happened to be at the time. I remember Dad driving slowly along highway roads, pointing to this and that while a string of cars lined up behind us. He would eventually pull over and let them pass, only to pull out again and mosey his way along. Often, when it was just my father and I, he'd pull over on the side of the road somewhere, where it was particularly alluring, and he would point to the forest and say, let's go for a hike, Jonathan. He, we would then tramp out across the woods without a trail to guide us. We often crossed barbed wire fences and passed no trespassing signs on these excursions. When I'd call my father's attention to them, he would say, Oh, those aren't for us. We're not going to take anything, and we're not here to hunt. I don't know if the property owners would have agreed with them. At the time, it made me nervous. But I dared not complain too loudly lest he turn obstinate in his sightseeing. If he did, it might be hours before we returned to the car. So I followed along behind him dutifully, but sometimes I prayed that he would get tired and want to go home. He always had to see what was around that next bend, and of course there was always another bend. 
I remember once we were exploring the woods of Northern California, and my adolescent patience had run thin. One more bend, he kept saying. Finally, we turned and came upon a small clearing, just when the sun was low enough to cast a shadow through the canopy of trees on the far end of the meadow. And there, rising behind the trees, was a rock face, and from it poured a waterfall that filled the air with misty wetness. Everywhere we looked was green, every shade of green an Irishman could hope for. My father was full-blood Irish, with ferns and grasses and vines that hung low from surrounding trees. The effect of the scene was mesmerizing. I still can't remember it without picturing a unicorn slowly walking out upon the mountain grass. Of course, that couldn't be, and it's made me often wonder if I dreamt it or if it really happened. Oh, Jonathan, my father said softly. I did not reply. I just stood there staring while the humid air wafted over me and soothed away all of my impatience. The two of us stood there for some time before my father turned back and started toward the car. It was the end of our hike. We would not go any further that day. For once, my dad had found what he was looking for around the next bend. And for me, it was now okay. My feet hurt, and we were miles from home. And at any moment, an angry landowner might come riding up on his ATV and shout obscenities at us. But I had discovered that there really was something enchanted and green around that next bend, and that if I didn't give up, in the end, it would all be worth it. The road to becoming an author has not been easy, and for much of it I did not know that that was what I was headed for, really, only that my soul yearned for something that could not be found within the realm of the known. It has wound through uncharted territory, this path, and has often seemed interminable. It has led through inhospitable landscapes, while I have passed sign after sign saying, Go back! and beware. But in those moments when the forest was most deep, and when the wild was most threatening, a voice has beckoned back over its shoulder as if to say, Just around one more bend, Jonathan. Don't give up. It'll all be worth it. Until finally, there has appeared a green place where grazes my own mythical beast of beauty upon whose back I ride. I am a rider, and because I have not given up on my own wilderness path, nor forsaken my guide, I see things that others don't see. I invite you to ride with me, and to consider things which you never imagined. And if what I share plants within your heart the seed of faith, even so much as to hope for things not seen, then do not cast it out, but nurture it there, 
until it grows up into your own transcendent forest and opens the portals of all that lies beyond. If you do, then the world awaits you. For the problems which now face us are of a sort <clears throat> are of a sort that cannot be solved by the wits of earthbound souls. They call upon all who dare to believe in that which they cannot see to grow wings and rise to traverse the trackless path.